This is your week, your news for the week of April 23rd, 2023. On the uh, show this week, as always, he's the man, the myth, the legend, the editor-in-chief of ClarksvilleNow.com, Chris Smith. Good morning, Ryan. How you doing? As if, I'm doing fine. How are you? Good, good. I'm not sure I like being referred to as a myth. <laughs> but. <laughs> I'll change it up for next okay. time. Uh, filling in for Katie Gamble from ClarksvilleNow.com, Jordan Renfro. Hello, Jordan. Hi, Ryan. How are you? You can yeah. call her Sergeant Renfro. Sergeant, oh. that's right. Uh. Sarge. It was so funny because, you know, Jordan works for ClarksvilleNow.com and also serves our country in the National Guard. And and one day she had a, a guard function after work. And so she rolls into work and has her, her army uniform on. And I'm like, is someone from Fort Campbell here for an interview with Lee Irwin or something? <laughs> and I'm like, ma'am, can I help you? I'm like, oh, that's that's Jordan. Hello, Sarge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Ryan Pluckman, by the way. Uh, the commercial for Your Week, Your News says that Chris and I and Katie are media experts. I would agree on that for Chris and Katie, I don't know if you can throw me into that category. Well, but, yeah. But here we are. We we're as expert as it gets around here. That's, I guess. that's right. Uh, Jordan, have you been briefed on what this is? Um, I was sent the email about what we're going to be talking about and okay. the topics to cover. So Okay, so we, we talk about the big news stories. Um, Chris and I bicker a little bit. Um, we do not. Well, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no. we do. All right, fine. Yeah, we do. Fine. Um, and we kind of just run down the big news stories on mm-hmm. Clarksville now and in Clarksville um, for this past week. So... You'll make sure you, you jump in there, okay? All right. All right. We don't all have to agree. This can be a, a lively discussion. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of lively discussions, we had a lively discussion last week on this very first topic. We did. Yes. We got very heated. Yeah, yeah. We very almost came so. to fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all walked out of here at the end of the podcast uh, just the way we walked in as, as friends. So, yeah. you know. Oh, and, and uh, Katie isn't here to weigh in because uh, she was a key part of that debate. Yeah. Um, she was uh, had to go home sick today. There's yeah. A, all kinds of pollen and stuff going yeah. around. And So, so Jordan, you yeah, got a lot, so of, lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. I but this, feel it. Good. <laughs> I just but, got sinus pressure. That's all I got. Yeah. 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 You've got some of it too. The yeah, pollen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is uh, perfect though, because Jordan was at that school board meeting where they um, discussed the charter school application. And um, so essentially what it was, was um, American Classical Academy was applying to open a charter school in Clarksville, Montgomery County and a committee recommended against it. And the school board um, ended up turning it down. So Jordan, can you kind of fill us in on some of the, like what you saw and heard? Um, at that meeting and what that was like. Absolutely. So I got there, um, I would say probably about four 30, like well before the school board Mm -hmm. was supposed to start. And I remember being out there for the press conference. A lot of very passionate people were out there expressing their opinions and their, their voices on, on the matter. But, um, was it uncomfortable? Were there people like staring each other down that had different signs? Actually? Yes. Really? Um, uh, there was, I don't know if I should name drop him, but he well, walked maybe by. maybe not. Yeah, you can you leave names <laughs> he, out. He walked by, like, while they were live streaming everything and waved his sign <laughs> and was just, like, waving, like, the support for charter school sign. Right. And everyone that was crowded around for the press conference was all in opposition. And ironically, and I had to call Chris, I was in such distress. I was wearing a maroon shirt. And when I got there, everyone was wearing red. 
and it was supposed to be like a red for Ed. The people that were opposed to the charter school were wearing red. And so I called Chris and I was like, listen, <laughs> um, not to not to freak so you out. had no idea. Not at all. But and here I, you are walking in. You're supposed to be an impartial yes. member of the media. You're there to cover. And mm-hmm. I know Chris probably said like, hey, just, you know, go get some quotes from both sides. Go report. Yes. Nothing. No, I told her to take her shirt off, right? No, No, I'm saying beforehand, beforehand. So, so Jordan doesn't know it's going to happen. Then you walk in and unbeknownst to you, one side said, everybody wear red and Clarksville now walks in wearing red. Yeah. And I was offered a sticker and everything. And I was like, (laughs) I, I, I appreciate the offer. However, um, this was not planned. So, um, I'm going to have to deny the sticker, but thank you. Um, but yeah, so they they had the press conference before. Everyone kind of expressed their opinions. Um, mainly heard from like teachers, even a CMCSS mm-hmm. student who kind of weighed yeah, in. Yeah, fourteen year old kid. Yeah, fourteen years old, mm-hmm. and and they talked about um, you know just a lot of the big issues surrounding this particular charter school coming to uh, Clarksville, Montgomery County. Yeah. Um, but for for me, uh, I think going in there after all was said and done. I mean, I made sure I was like, I don't want to be seen to be on any particular side. I said because you know Clarksville chat. There was probably some post about you see that girl from Clarksville now yes. supporting the one side in her red shirt. Yes, I, I again I called Chris and I was like, I did not do this on purpose. <laughs> what you need to do is carry a button up shirt that is just a, you know a couple button up shirts in random colors. That if you have to, if you get that situation happens again, you run to your car and put a blue one on <laughs> blue. and then button it up, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the school board uh, got called in. Um, it got called to order. And yeah. that was when uh, there was a little bit of, of, of confusion to start to just basically just set the tone. There was confusion about people that wanted to speak. And two people are actually one person had signed up. But when they were called up, they said, by the way, this is for the budget. You're speaking to the budget. She quickly was like, yeah, oh, my apologies. I'm not going to. I said everything I needed to say already. This was oh, okay. charter schools. Gotcha. All right. um, but then they, the school board asked, does anybody else want to speak to the budget? And mm-hmm. here comes somebody else yeah. saying, no, I'll speak to the budget. And they ended up not speaking to the budget. Shocking. Shocking. So Did they speak to charter schools instead of the budget? <gasps> yes. No. Spoiler <laughs> alert, everybody. And, and you could hear um, Jordan had a recording of it, and there was this audible, like people yelling and stuff in the in the audience, <laughs> yes. like yelling about, that's not on the charter schools. So, that's, like, that's not so. about the budget. Get off. It's not yeah. about the budget. Wow. So it was, it was right, out, right out the gate. It was very, very tense. Um, of course, they, they had a couple different things they had to talk about um, initially, you know, certain points of pride and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Then they got to the charter school. How, by the way, Ugh. the points of pride thing is great because oh, this, the, the school board will recognize people that have done amazing things mm-hmm. like a robotics team or something that did really well or someone who, you know, is a valedictorian at a local school. Like they recognize people in the school mm-hmm. that do amazing things. Imagine you're the point of pride. And everybody's there to start yelling like they want. They they can't wait for you to get done with the points of pride. Okay, great. That kid did a great report. We want to get to yelling. You know, that would be the. I would not want to be the point of pride at the argue school board meeting. Oh, well, there was a uh, ironically uh, scheduled for that uh, very meeting. There were some visitors 
from neighboring school systems oh. who were there to observe the school board for consideration for a statewide award for best school board of distinction. That's the one that you don't invite them to. You're like, hey, you know what? We're busy. Uh, this isn't going to work out, but why don't you come to next week's or next month's one? Yeah. Yeah. This is when the principal steps in to observe your class on the day when, you know, Billy wants to throw up on everybody. And, <laughs> yeah. You know. There's like a lice outbreak or something. Yeah, it's yeah. just not, nothing's going according to plan. Mm. Um, but yeah, that uh, that was, I think that that was when all the confusion had really, really started. Was was there at the beginning, and then of course when they they got into the the discussion. So what seemed to be strange was that last year in a lot of school board meetings they have open discussion and questions mm, where you yeah. can actually interact and get more clarification. That's what they did with the tennis court story was um, basically ask open ended questions yeah. and things like that to to figure out hey, is this something that's going to be a good fit for us? And there really wasn't a whole lot of discussion that occurred. Um, actually, only one person was open to talking about and asking questions, and that was District 7 Representative Aaron Mayberry. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got shut down very quickly. And that was that's where the biggest confusion comes into play. They did a call for questions yeah, because they were basically tired of hearing Aaron talk. And they called for questions. And voted, and it was six to one. So they ended discussion and went ahead to go and they went ahead to to vote. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Kent Griffey, I think he's District Four. I'm not sure which district, but he's the chairman of the he's board. He's the chairman of the board. Okay. Um, yeah. He he forgot to he forgot what they were voting on. So they'd oh. already voted on ending discussion. Yeah. But as soon as voting started again. Uh, Charlie Patterson piped up and said, hey, just making sure if we're voting, yes, we're voting to agree with the uh, Charter Review Committee. And he said, no, we're voting to end discussion. And so everyone in the in the entire school board meeting room was just like, what? There's you can hear everybody piping up and, you know, sh- there's some shouting going on. Like, what are we voting on? What's happening? This, the uncertainty was just palpable. It was yeah. it was very, very tense. We are so not going to get that award. No. <laughs> CMCSS is not going to get that school board award. Yeah, that they were up in the running for. I mean, they did they did clarify it well because of the board members as they voted, they specified what they were voting for or against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure that necessarily follows Robert's rules of order on how right. you're supposed to do stuff, but at least it was clear what their intent was. Yes. Ended up being six to one. Ended up being yeah six to one again, and Aaron yeah. Mayberry was the only one that didn't vote with. Everyone else. Everyone okay. else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it just the whole thing was it's just. It was like an episode of, of, can I say Jerry Springer? You can say Jerry Springer. No, you can say, yeah. I mean, it was, it was very dramatic. Yeah. A lot of heated opinions. Mm -hmm. There were people yelling profanities. One of the the big ones. Yeah. At a school board meeting? Yes. There was a a woman, uh, Dr. Luna Vetter had to basically, she was telling Aaron Mayberry to, you know, Elizabeth Vincent, who was answering his questions. Yeah. She said, Miss Vincent should not have to defend her answers to you. Yeah. And somebody shouted out, are you on the board? And I was like, I mean, I clutched my pearls. I was like, are you serious? That is wow. And you're like, I'm wearing a red shirt now, too. Like, I know. <laughs> you're more uncomfortable. So, yeah, that it, 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 things ended up, you know, wrapping up fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people left very angry. A lot of people left very happy. Um, now, I, I can't say for certain, but uh, according to some of the people that were in the back of the room, when um, some of the 
people that were in support of the charter schools when they were leaving yeah. very angry. Somebody yeah. had said, oh, well, we know where they live. And I was oh, like, oh, good my Lord. God, that is... Yeah. That is um, a bit extreme. Wow. So. Um, yeah. It is interesting. You wonder how long this is going to go on. How many times are we going to have to have this back and forth? I think the whole thing kind of got off on a bad foot. When you have the guy who's running this church in Michigan, who are this church college in Michigan that wants to open up all these charter schools in Tennessee, and you got videos of him calling teachers idiots, mm-hmm. you know, public school teachers are morons. Like, that's not a great way to start your campaign to get your charter school yeah, all over was, the state. It was yeah. it was a bad look. Exactly, um, and it makes yeah. it look like crony capitalism. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm the I'm the I'm the governor's buddy. We're buddy buddy. We can talk about in front of a bunch of people how dumb teachers are, and it doesn't matter. Are, are we going to have to argue about charter schools again, Ryan? Do we want to? We got to, we have time for that. No, I was going. No, I'm just going to say that <laughs> it, it, the whole thing started heated. Yeah, like it if did. I if I I'm not in charge of anything. I'm barely in charge of my own house. But if I was in charge of the of of the movement to get charter schools in Tennessee, I'm going to tell that the the dude that's running the church camp up in Michigan, hey buddy, let's just keep it like don't like don't insult like if there's if there's microphones around, yeah, stay cool, Larry, just stay, just, just stay calm cool, down, <laughs> calm down, don't say don't say things like all teachers are stupid, right? You're you not know? the pillow guy, right? 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Teachers in specific, right? Ex- yeah. Exactly. And so if you want to to, to you know get taxpayer money to build your schools all over the place. That was the wrong way to start it. And I think Mm -hmm. just things got heated from there. I understand that there are people that are frustrated. Mm -hmm. I get it. You want your kids to have the best education you possibly can. You want your kids to, to have the, the, you know, a leg up. You want them to have a good education so they can have a good foundation for a good life. And sometimes, and I'm saying this, As the first gentleman of CMCSS from 2021, (laughs) you know, my wife was teacher of the year. I I, I feel you. That is not a thing. It is a thing. First gentleman is not a thing. It is a thing. I had a parking space and everything. Everywhere in CMCSS, if I wanted to park somewhere, I could just park right up front. There's nothing they could do about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's the first gentleman to see him. Riding your wife's coattails. Exactly. I'm like, I'm there teacher of the year's <laughs> husband. That's who I am. Um, no, but I and I and I get it. And yeah. and I think, you know, 99 times out of 100, I think the situations can be resolved. But that one percent that is like, I, why, why can't I get a quality education for my kid? I don't know if charter schools are the answer. I can understand the frustration with it, because when it comes to your kids, you get very passionate mm-hmm. about the kids. And had that guy, I, I, I don't even want to look up his name because I don't it's care. Larry. Is his name Larry? Larry Arn. Uh, the guy who runs Larry church Arn. camp? Yeah. Yeah. Church college guy? Yeah. Larry, what's his name? Larry Arn. Larry Arn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if Larry Arn wouldn't have, wouldn't have started it off with, hey, teachers are morons, it probably wouldn't have been as heated as yeah. it was. I mean, so he, the, the lesson learned here, stay cool, Larry. Stay, stay cool, cool, Larry, is the yeah. lesson learned all the way around. Okay. <laughs> right. Moving on. Um, because I don't want to argue with you about charter schools again. Well, you know, does Jordan want to argue about charter schools? No, she's not allowed no to argue about charter schools. Allowed, she's oh, not right. allowed to have. Well, we already know she wore yeah. red to the school board meeting. <laughs> you know where she stands. No. Um, so anyway, next up we have hockey. Um, so everybody's been talking about the F and M Bank, um, yeah. I Ford Ice Center. Yeah, they're going. We got some more information this week. They're going to have hockey leagues. They're going to have figure skating. Um, they're going to have eventually um, a thing where you can just show up and rent skates for twelve bucks. 
and tootle around oh, on, nice. the, uh, on the hockey. Love that. Yeah. Think about what a great date night that would be mm-hmm. to go to one of the nice restaurants downtown mm-hmm. and then go ice skating. Just have some fun. Something different to do. That would not apply to me and my husband. Are you not a skater? Oh, I am, but he would just he would sit there and watch me and just laugh every time I fall. That would be his idea of the perfect day. Is just watching me just be the definition of He's grace. He's got his popcorn like ah! <laughs> the, Do you know how to ice skate? I do. So in uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, they had the Eastdale Mall. That was the the big ice skating rink there. Uh-huh. And there were several different times throughout my childhood we'd go ice skating and stuff. And it was a blast huh. until you fell. Yeah, it hurts. And I, you just soared like 20 feet in one direction. And I just littered with bruises and soaking wet. But mm-hmm. it was a great time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can do that pretty soon at the uh, Fort Ice Center. Yeah, the Fort Ice Center, if you don't know, it's in the F&M Bank Arena. Right. So it's like it's like one part of the F&M Bank Arena is the Fort Ice Center. And mm-hmm. I will say to everybody in Clarksville, just a heads up, if you do go ice skating, bend your knees and lean forward. Mm-hmm. The problem is when people lock their knees and lean backwards, yeah. you're, not, you're not a very, very stable uh, skater at that point, yeah. you know? So uh, there's also going to be a, a pickup hockey games. So like you show up and you can like just join a hockey game. Yeah. Uh, is one of the things. So drop in hockey games. I wish that. I still had my hockey gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I could never cool. skate backwards. Mm-hmm. That's where my hockey career ended was when I saw guys could skate backwards and I had a hard <laughs> yeah. time skating forwards. Put it in reverse, Terry. Put it in reverse. <laughs> right. That's what I knew. It wasn't going to be for me. But how cool yeah. um, that we have this now. Well, this you know, option. it's neat because... Um, speaking to the, you know, the need for this thing, I remember, um, maybe it was like 10 years ago, we had a bad freeze mm-hmm. and, um, it had rained like right before then. Were you trying so, to ice skate to work and you didn't get a place <laughs> I did to not, practice? No, but we got photos, um, back when I was at the newspaper, we got photos of, um, some guys out there playing hockey on essentially a cow pond, um, out off, uh, 101st. Yeah. Um, it iced over and it was solid. So they went out there, got some hockey nets and were out there teaching their kids how to play hockey. That's so it really cool. speaks to like, you know, yeah, there is a community desire for mm-hmm. this thing. And I think it's gonna be pretty big. Oh, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. You won't see Jordan there on date night unless, yeah. or if you do, you see, if you see a woman falling and a man laughing in the bleachers, Tackling then you'll know. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Then you'll know. <laughs> He'll actually have his phone out recording the entire time. <laughs> like, honey, help me up. I'm like, you got it. <laughs> um, but I used to uh, work with somebody whose daughter was into figure skating. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, would you know, be out there every, like, I think two days a week. She'd be reporting from the bleachers in uh, Belmead or is it Bellevue where they well, have yeah, the, uh, that's where you have you'd the have Ford to Ice Center. Yeah, because she would have to go there for her daughter to get her time yeah. uh, doing figure skating practice. Yeah, you'd have to go there. Now you can come to Clarksville. Right here Clarksville yeah. I'll tell you what, figure skaters—that mm-hmm. is something. You know how hard it, it it hurts Jordan when you fall just doing the way you skate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine when you're spinning through the air and you fall. Yeah, I've seen Ryan try a triple sow cow, and it's it's. <laughs> It's painful. It's painful. It's painful to watch how <laughs> My hip still hurts from that. Yeah. Ow. Ow. You'll be seeing me at the Ford Ice Center doing that anytime soon. Um, let's see. Circling back to schools, uh, next story up is on a weapon detection system. Um, is going to be tested uh, if the plan goes forward um, at one of our high schools. Um, it's, basically, it's not a metal detector per se. Yeah. It's a weapons uh, detector. So it will let you go through with keys and, you know, your purse and, you know, your belt buckles and stuff like that. 
but it could detect like, you know, large knives, guns, um, that kind of thing. Do they say at all how it works? Like what's the technology behind it? Um, it's or called it's Evolve patented. Technology, and they have these in place, actually, I think at um, Titan Stadium. Okay. Um, I was at uh, the Grand Ole Opry, and I believe this is the system that we went through. Okay. So it doesn't have to be, like, really close up together. They can right. be pretty far apart. So yeah. a lot of people can move through them all at the same time. And um, you don't have to have somebody stopping you to wand you for your belt right. buckle, which right. happens every time I go you know, through a metal detector. What kind of belt? What are you, a rodeo champion? What kind of belt <laughs> buckle are you wearing? I wear some serious buckle. <laughs> Apparently you do. I need that buckle to hold my gut in. The, the Pulitzer? You just think I'm skinny. That's what it is. That's what it is. I thought maybe the this Pulitzer belt was hard work. and that they gave you a belt buckle for the Pulitzer uh, no. or Pulitzer or whatever. Yeah, no, no belt buckle yeah. for the Pulitzer. No. Um, but anyway, so this is, uh, um, doesn't require the intensive amount of manpower that a traditional right. metal detector would require. Okay. Um, Let's just take a moment and realize the, the, the sad reality of the fact that we're having to discuss this. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that they're having to plan and spend money. It's, it's the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And if we can have some technology that we can employ that, you know, we can pay for reasonably and keep kids safe, it's one less thing to worry about. Because mm-hmm. every time you see it, you know, you go like, I'm glad I'm not that parent that got that call today. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you drop your kid off at school, you, you it's, just, it's not a thought that's constantly yeah. in the front of your head, but it's always there in the back of the head. So if we can, mm-hmm. you know, spend some money, get some technology, give peace of mind to teachers, you know, students and parents, that's an all around good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when we have situations where, you know, a gun was found in a locker or at a school, one of the things that just always occurs to me is like, how did a gun get into a school? Right. You know, but well, if there's no backpack check if there's no metal detector so the system hopefully will will put a yeah prevent that from happening again because it has happened a few times in the last you know 10 mm-hmm. years yeah so. it's a little weird for for me though because coming from a small town in alabama and mm-hmm. i i went to private schools growing up and they were so small to the point where k3 through 12th grade we only had like 103 students They're like a one-room schoolhouse where did you, you grow up in the right? in the eighteen hundreds? <laughs> was there one stove in the center, it's, and you had to go get your personal chalkboard? <laughs> it was it was definitely very small, um, but it was one of those things that like it's it's the South, it's Alabama, it's small town, rural Alabama. So guys would come in that morning, get they just got done hunting, they'd have yeah. their guns in the back of their trucks and stuff, but it was never a a big problem for us to worry about right. being a private school for some reason it, we just didn't really think about it. Um, but it's different with, you know, moving here and seeing, you know, it's public school systems and it's a bigger community than what I grew up in. Oh, I mean, cause CMCSS is huge. Massive. You know I mean? All the high schools and middle schools and elementary mm-hmm. schools, it's a big, big production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's worth um, noting too. The covenant Presbyterian was a private school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, Never mind. I did not know that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Wow. Yeah. So it's, 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 this is a problem that can hit anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? It really can. So you yep. spend that technology or spend that money on that technology. Let's keep the kids safe. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, hopefully it can work and prevents, prevent it from happening here. Knock on wood, somebody. Um, so the, uh, other thing going on is, um, APSU, I guess I probably should have paired these together. Um, APSU has announced that they're going to provide paid parking for. The yeah, you really did do a great job. We're skipping around. <laughs> well, you're bouncing here and We're there. Skipping around. One would transition so nicely into the other. Yeah, it would have. You know, this, this, this is why I don't uh, actually host radio shows that's the way you do, Ryan. You, know, you, you got these transitions <laughs> that's now. It. I don't know. 
Like I, I will openly admit uh, clunky transition. Right. One of us clunky. knows what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so a lot of people have been complaining about FNM Bank Arena opening with um, no parking um, because they got the parking garage was delayed. Um, but this is a, a move where APSU is going to offer up their parking lot so people can park there and walk over to the arena, which is a few blocks away. Okay. So. How long are we looking at before these parking structures are built? There's what the city's building one and the county's building one. Yeah. And I want to say that the earliest that the county one was supposed to open was going to be like December, but I think even that has been pushed back. So, okay. So I think know. once we start seeing, you know, bricks being laid, a big sign out front that says future home of the Montgomery County yeah. parking facility. I think people's nerves will calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you do, you do go around downtown and you see how massive the FNM Bank Arena is. And you're like, OK, so the first time we have a concert yeah, and there's 6,000 people going to hang out down there. Where are they all going to park? Yeah. Well, I think people also need to get used to using parking garages because one of the things that I've noticed, you know, I'll go to... Uh, um, There's one parking garage. Yeah, there is. But I'll go to the you know downtown market, and all the parking spots are full for blocks around. But I tootle past them all and go to the Cumberland Plaza parking garage, and the thing's mostly empty. People just don't know it's there. They, Not don't, they don't realize you know that you can actually go in there and park. There's plenty of spaces. Well, now people are going to be tootling around downtown looking for that parking garage because you just tipped them off to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, people, I, I am encouraging people to make use of these things. <laughs> But that will help mm. yeah. until yeah. the structures get built. And yeah. then it'll be much easier. Once those structures are up, it'll be no-brainer yeah. to park yeah. and walk to the FNM Bank Arena. Much easier to do. Yes. All right. Now, Ryan. Yes. I bet, and I know Jordan because Jordan just got here. I bet there are 10 things that you didn't know about Clarksville. I bet there's a lot of things Jordan doesn't know about Clarksville. <laughs> like you don't wear a red shirt to a school board meeting when they're talking about charter schools. This is a direct attack. This is, this is just unfair. You leave my reporters alone. <laughs> okay, chief. Right. Um, but the, uh, so, you know, we do this 10 things thing every month. And yeah. um, one of the things I've been thinking about is, um, you know, sort of some information for newcomers who may yeah. not know some of the weirdnesses about, uh, about Clarksville. Or yeah. there's some things maybe they just never heard about. And so I set up these 10 things um, about Clarksville. So um, what, the first one is the uh, pink elephant. Everybody wants to know the story behind the pink elephant. The, the pink, pink elephant. elephant is on uh, Providence, right? Yes, on Providence, Providence Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. So it's Have in a you car seen the lot. pink elephant yet? I drive by it every single day to get to work and to go home. Oh, okay. I got here and I thought it was just the cutest and strangest thing. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know why there's a pink elephant. I thought it was like maybe for some reason like associated with the stinky pink uh, garbage disposal, mm-hmm. garbage that's Rocks. a good guess, Stinky Pinky. but that is yeah, incorrect. That, yeah, that one. It's in, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Chris yeah. Smith's about to to lay down some knowledge for yeah, us. Yeah, Clarksville, I'll, Tennessee knowledge. I'll even go beyond what we reported in our uh, ten things story. Oh, uh, is this? A, I know a little bit more of the bonus? inside skinny on this on this whole thing. Oh, really? Skinny. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> wow, tootling around in is the it? inside skinny. What are, are you? Ninety years old? Terms? Yes. Oh, gotta say things like like it's clean. Like I say, it's clean. It's got drip. That sort of stuff. Oh, all right, all right. Let me let me give so you the pink elephant. Got let drip? me give you the drip on this okay, elephant. Jen. <laughs> so, um, so no Kurt, cap. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, Curtis Johnson, who's uh, currently one of our state legislators, mm-hmm. um, he was uh, he owned this car lot about thirty five years ago, 
guy comes through hauling a um, big pink elephant on the back of this trailer. Because that's what people do well, yeah, 35 people years do. ago. They're driving around towns going, oh, you know what? I got this pink elephant. Yeah. I'm going to see if I can unload it on somebody. Yeah. And so he pulls into the uh, car lot and says, uh, hey, you know, are you interested in buying my elephant? <laughs> Which sounds like a Jack and the Beanstalk move, honestly, you know. Right. Um, so he says, you want to buy my elephant? And uh, Curtis says, uh, no, not really. And the guy says, all right, well. Um, I've got somewhere else I've got to go, and I really don't want to haul this elephant all over the southeast. Can I just leave it here in your lot, uh, and I'll be back next week? Old school sales move right there. And so Curtis says, sure, fine, whatever. So the guy leaves the— Did you um, ask Curtis if this is real? Yeah, uh, uh, back back when I worked over at the Leaf Chronicle, the uh, reporter interviewed Curtis. um, And so the guy comes back, and uh, by the time the guy comes back— Curtis Johnson had gotten like 80 phone calls from people or people stopping by and he ended up selling like, you know, double the inventory that he would normally yeah, sell yeah. while he had that pink elephant. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, fine. I'll buy your elephant. And so he kept it. How much was the elephant I don't know back 35 years ago? Elephant. These are details that, you know, what kind of reporter out there? <laughs> over there? An estimate on this elephant, Chris. No, I don't have an estimate. I can on see the why the Leaf Chronicles had financial issues recently because they don't ask questions like, "How much was the elephant?" <laughs> so the point of the story is that he kept the elephant, and it's ended up moving around over time. Um, it's been at different businesses, but after this story published, um, I heard some other little stories about the elephant, like it's been in various parades. Yeah, yeah. Um, it has been uh, borrowed to put on people's front yards oh wow um as van like a surprise yeah. on birthday as, surprise yeah vandalism <laughs> i start to say vandalism but i think it was actually like you know rented like a prank right or something. right yeah it's a prank yeah. um but yeah it's been used in various ways over the years but he, um it's too too big and too old to move now so the current owner basically has it bolted to the uh to the concrete okay so and, it can't and, move around anymore and the pink elephant has a name right it does there was a contest to name this elephant and the uh, winner was carlotta Okay, because it's on a cart lot. It's on a cart Okay, yeah. that makes, yeah. makes perfect sense. There you go. <laughs> so it, the pink elephant does have a name. It's Carlotta. Well, that's good. I mean, that's great. This yeah. guy, by the way, was selling those pink elephants. That was his sales tactic. I wonder how many doors he went to knocking and be like, hey, you want to buy a pink elephant? I think what he probably did was he, he bought a whole bunch of them, and then he went to car lots all in small towns and just said, oh, man, I got it somewhere else. I got it. Can I just leave this here for yeah. a week? Oh, sure. Why not? And then he'd come back and they'd be like, everybody's talking about the elephant. Yeah. Like he knew exactly Do what I he was doing. Do I have a steal of a deal right. for you? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And um, since the article posted, other people have also said there's other elephant, other pink elephants. Oh, yeah. I believe around um, mm-hmm. around the country that um, have similar stories. All the same guy. Yeah. Now you knew exactly, knew exactly what he was doing. That yeah. was a sales tactic right there. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then let's see, we've also got uh, about last train to Clarksville. So did you move here thinking the last train to Clarksville was about Clarksville? Tennessee? I, I didn't think it was until I got here and then I saw the train station downtown and there was a, there's a local band called last train and I'm kind of like, Oh, okay. Well maybe it is about Clarksville. It makes sense. You listen to the lyrics of the song. Hmm. There is an army base here. And so it just kind of makes sense with everything. Like, okay, be about Clarksville, Tennessee. Now, I'm sure the monkeys weren't hanging out here and going like, hey, let's write a song about. But, you know, it just makes sense that it's about Clarksville, Tennessee. And then I found out later that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The um, the songwriters um, told uh, song facts 
um, I guess magazine that um, that they were just writing a song and they were driving through Arizona and um, said, well, it wasn't driving through, but they were the, they this, it was last train to Clarkdale. Yeah, right. And that yep. was the the first iteration of the song. And as they were singing them, you know, going through the song and piecing it apart, they were like, Clark's Clarkdale doesn't sound right. It's a Clark Clarksville. It's hard to sing Clarkdale. Yeah. Clarkdale. Take the last train to Clarkdale. <laughs> it doesn't flow as right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So, so uh, Clarksville. Uh, is what it came out as. Yeah, so it is not our song. We can still own it, though. No, and Mickey Dolenz, um, the guy who sings it, yeah. um, is the, dr- the drummer, I believe, for the uh, Monkees. I think he's, he's passed. Hey, did he? Well, I think most of them are gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, did yeah. recently. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. If you misquote him, he's not going to correct you. <laughs> cool. But he said that he thought of Clarksville, Tennessee, when he sang the song. So then you get into, well, then what, what do we mean by about? You know... He's is played, it about is it about us if the guy singing it is thinking of us when he sings it, or is it about us if when they wrote it they had Clarksville in mind? You uh, know what? I'm going to go with Davy Jones, singer mm. of the Monkees, yeah. saying I was thinking of Clarksville, Tennessee when I sang it. It was Mickey Dolenz was the one, not not Davy Jones. But me, Davy was the singer. Mickey Dolan sang too. Did he sing? Yeah. Like backing vocals or he, something? He was the singer on last. Oh, okay. He was well, the, if, the main if, singer. If, if Mickey Dolan's was like, hey, listen, yeah. I've been always, Clarksville, Tennessee has got a mm-hmm. place in my heart. Mm-hmm. I say, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we forget what the writers said and mm-hmm. we go with the artist. Yeah, I figures you would just diss on the writers. Right. Diss, I'm dissing on the writers, <laughs> both of you, and I'm going with the artist. Oh, look at me over here. Yeah. 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 What are writers I was know? telling Chris earlier, um, and I'm going to show my age so badly when I say this, um, I didn't really know who the monkeys were, and, and then I heard, I was listening on Spotify, and I'm a believer came on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so they originally sang this song. I only knew that song from Shrek. I, I thought you were going to say that. Yep. Yeah. Um, so the monkeys were like the Jonas Brothers back in the 60s. Wow. When they yeah. had their own TV show and they were, yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was, they really, were hired as basically actors, not because they actually had any talent. Right. Cause the Beatles, musicians. the Beatles were huge. And so like, let's put together a TV show kind of like the Beatles would be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the, the notorious serial killer, Charlie Manson, Charles Manson tried out for that show and didn't make it. He what? Was, yeah, he did, you didn't, you didn't know, know this? You're making that up. I'm not no, making it not. up. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, no, wow. I have. I, mm-hmm. I watched so many documentaries. Yeah, so if Charlie Manson had been hired to be one of the monkeys. Charlie, like y'all are friends. Chuck. Charles. Chuck. If Charles. Chuck Manson yeah. had Chuck. been hired yeah. to be one of the monkeys, then none of that would have happened. Sharon Helter Tate Skelter, Skelter, Right, that, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, but he didn't make the final cut. I mean, I, so, I think I don't know how far along the process he got. I'm sure he he may have been out the first round, but wow. I'm sure he told people like, yeah, I was almost a monkey, you know? Yeah. So I guess I assume that's before the murders. Yes. Okay. Oh, that yeah, they weren't so they were auditioning oh, at the no. prisons, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't auditioning at the prisons like, hey, we're putting together a new show. No. You got any psychos in here? Well, I'm just thinking that would have been a good reason to disqualify him on the first round. Yeah. You know, yes. hey, now listen, right. you know, you killed a couple people, right? right? So how do you think that will affect your ability to sing your drumming I'm a believer. notch we literally yeah. love your drumming it's yeah. the killing people that we have a problem with so we're gonna move but on his to the resume next round. about leading a cult that yeah. that was a real that's that sold it right there yeah, that's, yeah. They, that's what they did they moved on to the next candidate for the job yeah. i can't believe you didn't know that oh no, i just never heard that that's that's bizarre wow i can understand jordan jordan knew that 
And she didn't even know yeah. the monkeys were. I had a lot of time during COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. <laughs> right now, someone's having a heart attack because I said the monkeys were like the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think it was uh, Mike, Michael Neesmith was the only one who came into it actually having any musical talent. Well, I, I'm, you know, I listened to their greatest hits and I think they all had musical talent towards well, the end. Well, toward the end, yeah, they all had yeah. to be taught how to play instruments. Right, right. Yeah. But it all worked out in the end. And that show was in reruns forever. Mm, like, I was yeah. not a child of the 60s, but I have seen every episode of The Monkees because it was on reruns when I was growing up in the 80s. They even did a new Monkees series in the early 90s that flopped because nobody <laughs> wanted the new Monkees. They wanted the originals. Mm. You didn't know that either, did you? No. Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so... Okay, are, are you we're done with the monkeys? Is there anything else you wanted to add? You want, I, no, I'm, I'm good with them. Are you good with the monkeys, Jordan? Can you move on? Oh, I'm good with the monkeys. Okay, I'm we're just moving. thinking about Charles Manson. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we can right, move speaking on. Speaking of somebody who is not Charles Manson, but who is from <laughs> Clarksville. Yeah. Uh, not from, but spent a good amount of formative time here, was a Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Jimi yeah. Hendrix, now he did know how to play a guitar. Yes, he did. He did not have to be taught. Did he really buy his first guitar from Mary's The Music Store? No, I don't I don't know for sure. About, no, 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 because he had, um, he got his first guitar when he was only 15 years old. Okay, okay. Um, and he was 19 when um, he ended up at uh, Fort Campbell. Right. And right. he ended up here because he kept getting in trouble with the law. And uh, much like my grandfather, um, he was given the, cl- my, I'm sorry, my, uh, my father-in-law. Yeah. Um, he was given the classic choice of, son, you're going to jail or you're going in the army. And um, so he said, okay, fine, I'll go in the army. And um, so he uh, got into uh, Fort Campbell in 19, let's see, 61. Yep. At 19 years old. And he was terrible at it. Um, he was miserable. <laughs> He was miserable being there. Yeah. Um, his uh, officers, his commanding officers were miserable with him being right. there. Yeah. Um, and he would take comfort in sitting around playing guitar um, and annoying his uh, his colleagues by playing guitar all the time. Um, <laughs> but if I th- hear that foxy lady song one more time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there was one of his fellow servicemen, Billy Cox, who would um, it was bassist and they would jam together and they ended up forming a band. So Jimi Hendrix's first band was formed at Fort Campbell. It was called The Casuals. And it was with Billy Cox, who um, ended up, you know, fast forward, you know, like 50 years. Yeah. He was like the only surviving person who like played consistently with Jimi Hendrix during Jimi Hendrix's career. But uh, skipping back. um, So in 1962, Hendrix got a general discharge under honorable conditions. Yeah. Uh, Basically, they wanted him out and he wanted out. Right. Um, and this so, is not for you, young man. We yeah. see you playing guitar at yeah. Woodstock. We don't see you, yeah. you know, going so to So he and Billy Cox moved to Clarksville and formed the King Casuals and um, played in, uh, in uh, the Chitlin Circuit around Nashville and in Clarksville and stuff like that. Um, didn't have a lot of success. Um, that didn't come until 1967 um, with the Jimi Hendrix experience when he went to England and came back with this cool band. Wow. Wow. Man, I learned something today. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I knew some of that, but like that whole stuff about Billy Cox, I had no idea until I, I didn't started either. researching for this. And the fact that he moved to Clarksville after getting out of the service mm-hmm. and then had a band here and was trying to make it big here. Yeah. For about two years. Yeah. Um, and then he moved to Na- uh, briefly to Nashville. Yeah. Um, and then went to New York, I think, after mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, he, he struggled for quite a long time before um, actually making it big. 
Was Purple Haze, was that about the Cumberland River, the, the stench that comes off the Cumberland? <laughs> you know, we were just talking about deciding what we mean by about. So I think we can just say, yeah, <laughs> right, right. we have decided <laughs> that when we hear the song Purple Haze, we think of the yeah. Cumberland River. Therefore, uh, Purple Haze is He's just walking Cumberland down River. McGregor Park's little walkway there, mm-hmm. and he's like, man, that Purple Haze coming off that river. What is that? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's in my brain. <laughs> Now, did you know that Jimi Hendrix had been at Fort Campbell before you got here, Jordan? Um, he is not like the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> so. no, uh, no, I when I was doing my research on it, I, I wasn't surprised. But, mm. you know, I think it's uh, the Army isn't exactly a fit for everybody. I've mm. met plenty of people that I went to basic with and they just didn't vibe well with yeah, the Army. Yeah. And the Army did not vibe well with them. So right. they either figured out a way to get medically discharged or just. Honorably discharged. Not everybody can hang with the Sarge over there. Mm-hmm. You know, oh that's okay. <laughs> but we've got a cool photo of uh, of Jimi Hendrix um, in his 101st Airborne uniform uh, playing uh, with the 101st Airborne band. Very cool. Um, how yeah. how yeah. long ago was that? So that was in 1961 was when he um, entered military. And then I think it was 62 years ago. Discharged a year later. So 62 my years ago. My grandfather, uh, my papa, he was a 101st Airborne Army soldier oh. at Fort Campbell. In the 60s? In the 60s, Oh, yeah. he's probably like, oh, there's that Hendrix guy again. He won't he, shut up with a guitar. I know. Probably. <laughs> all, yeah. all along the watchtower again? <laughs> Setting the guitar on fire right, in the middle exactly. of the night? He oh, one, he's playing the national anthem again. <laughs> he, he was a first sergeant at, at one point, but... He may yeah. have been one of the people that yelled at Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix! Quite possibly. Get moving! Quite possibly. Yeah. <laughs> It's a small world. And uh, I guess let's stick with that same theme then. Um, uh, Charles Schultz, um, the creator of Snoopy and Peanuts. Yeah. Um, he was at Fort Campbell as well, back when it was called Camp Campbell. Okay. And um, he uh, trained for two years, starting in 1943, and uh, trained as a machine gunner and um, ended up going, he, he drew uh, comics little cartoons yeah. about life in the army yeah. uh, while he was here. Um, and there's several of those that are at the Charles Schultz museum yeah. on these uh, envelopes that he sent. They have yeah. little cartoons and none of them are, um, are peanuts cartoons, right? but he um, did a lot of that. And then um, he ended up going to Europe in 1945 and uh, helped lead the charge on Munich to liberate the Dachau uh, concentration camp. That's amazing. I heard that he'd spent some time at Dunbar cave state park and he saw when he was there, a young man with a yellow, shirt with a black zigzag on it with like one hair on his head are you making that up and when he was he was trying to these, these kids are playing football there was this really rude gal that had this this blue dress on You're making and, and he kept trying the, she kept pulling the football away from this little kid uh-huh. and with the kid little kid with the one hair yeah, and yeah. the and the, the yellow one, shirt with the, the zigzags yeah and then he's like hey what's going on there kid and he's like well, my name's charlie brown this is lucy and he was like aha Mm-hmm. There was a kid wandering around with a little ratty blanket. Yes. There's there's a flaw in what you're saying yeah. because these kids wouldn't have actually responded to him. They would have just heard wah, 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 That's wah, true. Wah. Oh, wow. yeah, that's right. Look at that. that I nice. That. Very I, nice. I, I want to make sure everybody knows Ryan made that entire thing up. Do not put that <laughs> out there as urban legend. And then 50 years from now, somebody writes that down. I want to see this on Clarksville that chat. That was a, a much cleaner transition. Yeah. Clean. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. a good transition. Very, nice. Nice. Yeah, Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so then two years later, um, after uh, um, 1945, he started drawing Lil Folks, um, and Lil Folks became Peanuts. And that's what we know today with uh, Charlie Brown and okay. Snoopy and all the Dur- Wow. Yeah. Man. Oh, and so uh, do you know about the birdcage? 
Here's another fun fact about Clarksville: the birdcage, the birdcage, the birdcage. The movie, the birdcage with Robin no. Williams. Not in my notes. I don't think it's That's in, not in, in my not notes because I had to add to the story later because um, I'd forgotten wait, wait. that it was called the birdcage. The birdcage, the movie with Robin Williams and Nathan no, Lane. No, there's nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay, uh, great Cl- movie. By there the way, there was a um, Clarksville um, was home to a nuclear weapons facility. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah. In the 1960s, um, it was called uh, the birdcage. Was yeah. the nickname for it because. All the doors had cages on them, so mm-hmm. it's like going opening yeah. a birdcage to go inside. You can still see them on Fort Campbell. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're not occupied anymore, but mm-hmm. if you go out by the stables, you know, mm-hmm. there's some areas you can run out there past the stables or ride a bike or whatever, and you'll see these big buildings sitting there, and you're like, what is that thing? Yeah. And someone told me it was, it's a nuclear, nuclear silence that they had for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, um, were, no, we were top 10 on Russia's most wanted list yeah. for a while. And that was the thing I learned that was new I, that I did not know before I started l- researching this uh, for this article. I mean, knew some of this stuff. But yeah, on the Army website about Clarksville Base, it talks about how um, we were in the top 10 list for sites for the nuclear weapons arsenal of Russia to destroy during a nuclear war. It would be like us, Chicago, New York. You know, I really right. appreciate that best place to live award better. That's a list I want to be on. <laughs> Not the best place right. for nuclear thank, annihilation. Thank, There's thank a couple you. of lists you don't right. want to be on. That's yeah. one of them. <laughs> thank you, Money Magazine, for giving us a list ranking that's better than Russia's top 10. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the event of nuclear war, I tell you what, I would rather be in the immediate blast zone, you know, than be yeah. like up in the hills of West Virginia. Yeah. You know, um, trying to live out a nuclear winter Speak for yourself. I'm just glad we moved off the list because they shut it down. Yeah. Or no, did they? I, or did oh, they? There, there's video games about living in nuclear fallout and stuff. So I'm with Ryan. I'd, I'd speak for yourself, Chris. I'd like to oh. see how that pans out. No. Oh, good. Give it to me quick. Life never turns out like video games. Uh, but anyway, so that's so those are some of the uh, of the top 10 things uh, you can find more at yes. Clarksvillenow.com. 10 yes, things you, you probably didn't know about Clarksville and test your own knowledge. Of everything. Exactly. Now you'll know. You'll be an expert in the city you call home. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. The boot. The boot? The boot. Well, Well, we can talk about the boot. No, no. Go to the article, people. That's what's called a tease, Jordan. If you want to find out the story behind Boot Hill, go to ClarksvilleNow.com and check out the story. All right. So, instead, let's talk about Jamaican food. We, like we got we to end this. We got to find a way yeah. to end every episode talking about food. I, I, I know I like it's your it. favorite thing. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So there's an, uh, a Caribbean buffet restaurant called Jamrock Caribbean Buffet. Yeah. So they have Jamaican food and Ga- Ga- I'm going to say this wrong. I didn't even think about it. Uh, Guyanese food. Um, and uh, so it's jerk chicken. Have you had jerk chicken? Are you a fan of that? I've had uh, the first time I had jerk chicken was with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you remember when we got dragged to New York to take those kids up to Jamaica, Queens? That's right. And we had jerk chicken at that restaurant? Yeah. That was like within walking distance to the yeah. place we were staying? Yeah. Chris and I got roped into taking 15 teenagers to New York City mm-hmm. for a mission trip. Oh. Yeah. And so is Chris and I in charge of 15 teenagers, mm-hmm. which, uh, how the heck did the parents sign off on that? Well, no, they, they trust my, my, my ways. But yeah, we took the kids, we took the kids to that. There's a you yeah. know, wonderful Jamaican. Well, we, we had a, a woman with us, mm-hmm. her friend Tabitha. She was yeah. the, the, the woman, uh, um, what was her name? Chaperone. Chaperone. Um, for us as well. Yeah. So she was the responsible one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then we, we had Jamaican jerk chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we were in Jamaica, Queens mm-hmm. and yep. we were looking for something authentic. So. We um, led a group of children down the streets of New, New York, York, the crowded streets, to, to get to this little place. We uh, only lost one kid, and, and I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, that percentage mm-hmm. is really great. Did you get great. him back? 
Um, I'm hoping they'll find their way back eventually. Okay. Yeah, we just don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> just keep it quiet. We, 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 we came back and just told parents, oh, well, he wasn't with us. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Are you going to gaslight the parents? and like, my child is with you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, all the kids came home. No, I will say home. we did not get our deposit back on the rental van because Ooh. Chris drove it through a uh, a parking garage that was too low yeah. and scraped the top of the van, so yeah, we did not get our deposit back. Do not take a 14-foot uh, passenger van to New York. 14-foot tall passenger right. van. Well, no. There's extended ones you can stand up in because you cannot no. get into any parking garage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. mm. and Chris and I were stuck uh, sleeping on mattresses, on inflatable mattresses in a church basement yeah. right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, you know, <laughs> it was lovely. It was. It was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, we'd read books and go, okay, you think the kids had a fun time today? I think yeah. they did. Good night, Chris. You it's know, like the New Heart show. It really was. It was like a New Heart. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, Jamaican food. <laughs> yes. Chris and I dragged some kids to New York. Jamaican food. You yeah. don't have to go to New York to get Jamaican food. You can get Jamaican food here at Jamra. That's right. And what I really, I need to go to this place. I haven't been Should yet. Should we grab, grab, grab all 15 of those kids and take them there? Like, yeah. Like, like, well, like, they're grown-ass Remember when? Now. They are adults. That's yeah. right. Well, we, some of them, we can have a beer with them. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, but yeah, so what I like about this, and this is, um, one of the things, anytime you've got some, any kind of an international restaurant, mm-hmm. give me a buffet. Cause I'm going to look at a menu and I'm going to say, I don't want like the hibbity habbity who I have no idea what any of these things are. And so, but if I can have it at a buffet, then you can try these things yeah. and decide, figure out what your favorite dish is. So I need to try this. Yeah. So what, where is, where's Jamrock? Did you say already? I have not said already. Okay, good. But tell everybody where it's at. It is at 3441 Fort Campbell Boulevard. Okay. Fort Campbell Boulevard. Jordan, you going to try some Jamaican food with us? I think I will. Okay. Have you I, had jerk chicken before? I've never had any type of Jamaican food before. Oh. It's really good. I came from very tiny town, Alabama. So mm-hmm. my palate is very small. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not even like fried plantains? What's a plantain? It's like a banana. Oh, yeah. Nope. Okay. No. You know, we're going to broaden Jordan's yeah. horizons and palate. Yeah. Expand the palate. Yeah. The palate do of this. A All right. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan, for filling in for Katie. Absolutely. Thank you episode. for having me. Uh, Smith, it's always a hoot chatting yeah. with you. Absolutely. People learn a lot. We didn't get uh-huh. into a big discussion about about uh, charter schools. Well, I think everybody is still like in recovery, you know, from the last time uh, still fanning themselves <laughs> over how hot that, that topic got last right. week. Exactly. And the fact that that gal from Clarksville now wore a red shirt. Wow. <laughs> how dare she? <laughs> that is the top stories for Clarksville. Now for this week, your week, your news.